Good evening, everyone. Um, we're going to be in Galatians chapter 5 tonight. Before we go there, though, um, you can go ahead and start turning there. But uh, we, I had some uh, requests, and Josh had too, and, and somebody had said or mentioned wanting the Bible plan, and we ran out of copies back there. Well, I decided, uh, well, I, I, I told somebody I'd try to find a copy of it and put it on Facebook. And I forgot to do it, so I did it sitting there on the front pew while choir was singing. So now there's a the, the daily Bible plan that, that Josh has brought to the church is on Facebook now. So if you'd like to uh, start that, you can, or if you lose your copy, or the dog eats it, or whatever, you know, <laughs> you can uh, you can go on Facebook now and at that daily Bible reading plan. It's I know it kind of sounds like a joke, but one person came up to me and said. Believe it or not, the dog really ate my, my Bible reading plan. So uh, there's one. On, there's a copy of it on Facebook now. So excuse me, um, I choked on a mint right before I got up here too. The devil's trying to stop this tonight. So uh, just be much in prayer for us. Be much in prayer for uh, the church. Um, in Galatians chapter five. So Galatians chapter five. We I was a. Uh, <clears throat> Preparing for this message uh, a little bit through this week, I guess since Wednesday, uh, Josh had said, if I'm going to get into water, you're going to get into pulpit. So that's fine. That's fine. That's what I'm an assistant pastor for, right, is to help him when he needs, uh, and you know, he can take his mind off the message and focus just on the baptism. So I guess it'll work the other way. If I get in the water, he gets in the pulpit, whatever. I told him today, I said, you'll get in the shallow water and I'll get in the deep end. So, um, we're, we're, so we're here to preach the word tonight. And I pray that it's a, <clears throat> this message is a help to you as it has been for me. Um, walk in the spirit. Walking in the spirit. Uh, Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. Uh, the question's asked a lot and um, you've probably heard it before. Why is there so much murder, rape, adultery... Uh, fill in the blank there. Why is there so much evil in the world today? Why is there so much uh, sin in the world today? No, the answer to that question is because of our sin nature. It's because of the nature that we were born with. We were born with a sin nature. We all had the sin nature. And we are all born with a, a natural bend towards sin uh, that causes us to walk in the flesh. So we need to uh, examine our lives and see whether we're walking in the flesh or walking after the Spirit. And uh, tonight we want to talk about a little bit about walking in the Spirit. We'll be talking about walking in the flesh too, but we're going to talk, hopefully by the end, we can all examine our lives and see whether we're walking in the Spirit or whether we're walking after the flesh. And the reason that we all, we, the reason why there's so much sin, so much, so much, I don't know, atrocities in the world today. The reason why it's so sickening to think about the world that we live in is, is ultimately because of the nature that we're all born with. Every human being is born with that nature. I mean, it's the same reason why we do the things that we do or say the things that we say or think the things that we think. We all have that sin nature, and we're all still in the flesh, we're still battling against the flesh. We still have that battle that we have to battle each and every day. 
And it's kind of like, maybe if there's like one discouraging thing about being saved is Jason's still here. You know what I'm saying? I've been saved, but I'm still battling in the flesh. I'm still in the flesh. It didn't, it didn't just, I didn't just transform overnight and I no longer have problems with the flesh anymore. And none of us do. We all still have problems with the flesh, but thank God that he can transform us. And it might take some time, it might take a little, little bit of work on your part to help him to, along with transforming us, but this is where we have to make a decision that we're not going to walk after the flesh no more, we're going to walk after the Spirit. And that's a decision that we have to make. So when we were born again, saved by the grace of God, we have to go beyond the natural and go to, go to the supernatural it's going to have to be that God transforms us, but it's going to have to be a little bit of work on our part too. It's going to have to be our willingness for God to transform us. We're going to, be will we're going to have to be willing to say, God, I surrender my life to you. Transform me. And then it's going to take a little work on your behalf to actually be transformed. So the problem is that, that when we get the new nature, we still have the old nature. So now we have to have the new nature warring and fighting against the old nature. They're in, in there together, fighting each other. It's a daily battle. It's a daily fight. And we see that throughout Scripture. Uh, the nature that, that you feed the most is the one that will win the battle. It's just like anything else. I'm telling you if, you, if you were fighting two animals, the one that you feed the most, the one that you work out the most is going to win the battle. That's the one that's going to win the fight. But so the same thing can be said about you and your life. What are you feeding the most? Are you feeding the flesh or are you feeding the spirit? What, are the, what is it in your life that you are, are putting more into? Because I'm telling you, you're going to lose the battle against the flesh every time if you're feeding the flesh more than you are feeding the spirit. So make sure that we are feeding the spirit. We need to feed the flesh. We, we need to, when we feed the flesh, it dominates our lives. When we feed the spirit, it dominates our lives. So we need to make that daily decision to feed the Spirit. That's a daily decision. The best way to feed the Spirit is through reading the Bible and prayer. Reading your Bible and prayer. I'm telling you, I'm on board with Josh's Bible reading plan. As his assistant pastor of the West Side Baptist Church, I agree. We all need to be reading our Bible. If it's not his plan, the one that he's, he's brought to the church, then find one and read the Bible. Because it's really, you're feeding the Spirit. You're feeding, you're fighting against the flesh. And if you want the Spirit to win, then you need to feed the Spirit, all right? So feed the Spirit through Bible and through prayer. And God will give us the power to overcome the flesh. If we don't make a willful choice on a daily basis to go in the right direction, then we'll end up going in the wrong direction every time. Matthew chapter 12, you don't have to turn here, but Matthew chapter 12 verse 30, Jesus says, He that is not with me is against me. So automatically, if we're, if we're feeding the flesh, if we're following after the flesh, then automatically, we're automatically put in a category that we are against the Lord Jesus Christ. That if we're not feeding the Spirit, then we're feeding the flesh, and we're going against Jesus Christ. He says that in, in Matthew chapter 12. If you're not with me, you're against me. So if we don't purposefully make the choice to be with Jesus, then we're, like I said, we're automatically against Jesus. We have to make that choice. And in Luke chapter uh, 9, verse 23, Jesus says, If any man will come after me, 
Let him deny himself daily. Take up his cross and follow me. So you take up your cross daily and follow him. So it's a daily choice. It's a choice that when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to have to make that this is the day I'm going to feed the spirit and not feed the flesh. So we must make that choice on a daily basis. And the best way to prepare ourselves to walk in the spirit is through Bible reading and prayer. (laughs) I might say that more than once tonight, and you might get sick of hearing me say it. But the the obvious choices to feed the Spirit are through Bible reading and prayer. Bible reading and prayer. That's what you can do on a daily basis. Yes, come to church on Sunday morning. Yes, come to church on Sunday night. Yes, come to church on Wednesday night. Those are great things, too, to feed the Spirit. But if that's all you're feeding the Spirit with, then you've got four out of seven days that you're feeding something other than the Spirit. And that must be the flesh, right? So make sure you're, in those days you're not here, reading the Bible, prayer. Even on the days that you are here, this daily Bible reading plan, you have to read on Wednesday night, you have to read on Sunday. I'm telling you, you have to do it to keep up, right? And like he said, just keep reading. There's been some this week. It's, oh, oh. There's some of them that you read, you're like, I'll I tell you, this, this is funny, a little funny thing about me and, April's been reading it together at night. We've been trying to sit down and read it. I was reading it on the Bible app on my phone, and, and it's got a little button there where you can push play, and somebody will read it to you, and you can read along. April was getting sick of hearing that English guy read that, that scripture. She's like, you need to turn that off so I don't have to hear that. So now I have to put my earbuds on and listen to it because I like it when that guy reads it to me because he can pronounce those words that I don't know how to pronounce. <laughs> so I like it that way. But however you're doing it, do it, keep on doing it. Just keep on reading. Just keep on reading. I believe that all Scripture is inspired by, by God. I believe that. And I believe Josh, he's, I believe he's mentioned that recently. I believe all Scripture is, uh, uh, is given by God. I think it's in there for a purpose. We might understand the whole purpose of every little jot or tittle that's in there, but it's in there for a purpose. And one of these days it may be revealed to us, but maybe not yet, but maybe one of these days it will be revealed to us what every jot and every tittle is. But I don't understand what some of those people who have them big long names that I can't pronounce, I don't know what they have to do with me, but God said we need to read our Bible, we need to read His Word, it's in there for a purpose. And one of these days my life might line up with whatever His name is. Right? And I might be, might be using him as an example. So make sure you read your Bible and you pray to the Lord. Have a daily conversation with him. In Galatians chapter 5, sorry, there's a long introduction there, but in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16, the Bible says this, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, lust, sometimes we, 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 we automatically put lust in a, a sexual category, but lust is really a strong desire to walk after the flesh. It doesn't have to necessarily be sexual at all. It can be just a strong desire to, you fill in the blank. It could be a strong desire to drink. It could be a strong dr- desire to do drugs. It could be a strong desire just to be disobedient to God. You know, so it might be just that wild lifestyle that maybe you used to live or used to be a part of. It might be a desire to do those things. So the Bible's telling us here that we, it's a command from the Lord that we need to walk in the Spirit. He says, if you walk in the Spirit now, you shall not fulfill 
the lust of the flesh. So automatically, this is where I'm, I, this is where I'm the point of this, the message, I guess, is that we've got to make this decision to walk in the Spirit. Because this is a command telling us, hey, you have a choice here. Do you, are you going to walk after the Spirit, or are you going to walk after the things of the flesh? This is a choice that we have to make in our lives. This is a decision that, that Luke chapter 9, as I read just a minute ago, we've got to take up our cross daily and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to take up our cross daily, deny ourselves, deny the flesh, deny what we want to be, deny what we want to do, deny what we used to be, and follow the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to do that daily. That's a choice that we have to make. And I say we start that choice first thing, in the morning, roll out of the bed and just say, Lord, I'm going to follow you today. Trust in you. I'm going to put my faith in you today. I'm going to follow you. Just, just lead me where you want me to go. And just that maybe open your day up in a word of prayer. If you have time, go ahead and do your Bible reading right there. Go ahead and just get in, in, in communion with God. Get in, have communication with Him. Open up your day. That's a good way to start today. Is saying, I'm going to trust in you the Spirit today, right? They do that, do, do that, do that. It's a, it's a choice that we have to make. I believe <clears throat> me and Abel had this conversation, we had a conversation yesterday talking a little bit on this topic, and we were talking about people that we know or people that are in our family. I think that a lot of people that think they're saved have, have never read this Scripture. There's a lot of people out there there's a lot of people out there. You know them. I ain't going to call out names, but you know some people that say, yeah, I'm saved. Yeah, I follow. Yeah, I believe in Jesus Christ. But their lives do not line up with what the Scripture says right here. They are walking after the flesh. Hey, there are people in this world, there are people in churches all over the world today that they're walking after the flesh and not after the Spirit. They feel like, okay, I went to church this week, so I'm good with the Lord. Or I went to the altar and I said a prayer, so I'm good with the Lord. I know I've got some people in my family. I'm not going to call out names, but I can tell you this much. They, they, they don't resemble nothing like a Christian, but they'll tell you they believe in Jesus Christ. They, they tell you that they know the Lord, but I'm telling you right now, one of these days you're going to be surprised. One of these days they'll stand before God and it's going to be like, hey, what's wrong? Why ain't I getting into heaven? It's because you didn't walk after the Spirit. You walked after the flesh. And the Bible says, we're going to get to it. I ain't even there yet. But we're going to get to it. It says if you walk after the flesh, you shall not inherit the kingdom of God. It's pretty plain. I want to tell... I do try to when I get together with, with my family this past Christmas. I want, I'm trying to tell them. I'm t I stand up there. They're probably sick of asking me to pray at the family get-togethers. Because I'm not going to miss up the, pass up the opportunity to tell them, you need to lay aside your sin and follow Jesus Christ. I'm not going to miss up that opportunity. I'm going to take that opportunity when it comes. And I'm telling you what, I've got some cousins that I love with everything in me, but they are not walking after the Spirit. And they will go to hell if they do not change their ways. But they think they're saved. I bet you anything, I could ask them, do you, are you saved? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. It's just, I mean, I hate to... One of them, 
They went up to the drink counter to get a drink because we had it over here in the fellowship hall, our family thing. And he, my wife's standing over there. She said, said, you got anything else stronger than that to put in my drink? And his, his girlfriend said, said um, I don't think they'd have that here at the church. But you know what? I love him to death. I really do. He's probably one of my favorite cousins that I have in my family. But you know what? I'm telling you right now, he probably thinks he's all right with the Lord, but he's not. He's lost. And he needs Jesus Christ in his life. I'm telling you what, you, you, you get a hold of Jesus. You truly get a hold of Jesus. You're not going to want to do those things anymore. You're not going to walk want to walk after the flesh. You're not going to want to be in drunkenness. You're not going to want to commit adultery or fornications. Well, I'm even getting ahead of myself. The list is there in the Bible. We're fixing to read here in a minute. You're not going to put other things before God. You're going to put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and you're just going to make you sick when you do those things. I'm telling you, there's not. I'm not telling you I'm perfect. I'm not telling you I haven't failed or fa- fallen every now and then. We're going to get to that too. I'm just getting ahead of myself here. I'm telling you what. I'm telling. You, we're going to slip and fall. We will. We're not perfect because we're in the flesh. The flesh is battling with us. The flesh is trying to get us. I'm telling you what. We will fall. We will fail. The only difference between me and my cousin is I feel bad about it when I do it. And I don't plan on doing it tomorrow, but he does. He plans on it. It's a lifestyle. It's his lifestyle. It's not a it's not a slip up. That's just who I am. Well, you're that just who you are is gonna send you to hell one day. I'm sorry. To them people in this world, I'm telling you what, it is just me and April was talking about yesterday, like I said, and just getting discouraged by the people that think they're all right, but they're not. I think a lot of people, and I believe the Bible, I trust the Bible, but I think a lot of people say, it says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Amen to that. But I think a lot of people say, all I have to do is believe and I'm saved. Now I can do whatever I want to. I'm telling you, if you believe in the Jesus Christ who died on the cross for your sins and my sins, if you believe in the same God and the same Jesus that I believe in, you won't want to do those things no more. He has changed my life. Right? If He's not changed your life, then you're lost. Now you can say you believe all you want to, but he's going to st- you're going to stand before Him one day and He's going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I never knew you. I'm telling you what, I love people. I do. I love the Lord even more. Right? Jesus, I'm telling you, He will save you. He will save my cousin. He will save anybody who will come to Him. But I'm telling you what, when you meet the Jesus that I've met, then I'm going to tell you right now, you cannot live in habitual practice of these following sins here in chapter, uh, chapter 19 through 21. You can't do these things. You can't live that lifestyle and expect to get to heaven. Can't do it. I'm telling you what. I think about uh, Galatians chapter 
uh, 5, verse 17. That's why it's a choice that we have to walk in the Spirit. we got to walk in the Spirit. You've got to make that choice. I'm not going to do these things. I'm not. I'm not going to say bad words anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to... I'm not going to commit adultery anymore. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to commit fornication with my boyfriend or girlfriend before we get married. I'm not doing that until we get married. We've got to. Well, hey, it may look. It may look a lot different than what the world says, but it's different because that's who Jesus Christ is. He said, "Hey, you know this that they hated me before they ever hated you." Right? He says it's going to be, hey, come ye out and be ye separate people. Be ye peculiar people. Be a peculiar people. Hey, it's going to be strange. You might be strange according to the world, but I'm telling you what, I'd rather be strange in the world's eyes and on my way to heaven than lost and be going along with the world and going to hell. I'm telling you, be ye a separate people. Be ye different. Be different. Young people, I love you all. If you hear anything else, don't hear anything else on this message tonight, hear this. Be different than the world. Don't go along with what the world says is okay. Be different. Okay, David? Be different. Jacob, be different than the world. All right? I love you, young people. I want you to be different. Like Josh said this morning, be different in your youth. Right? Make a decision now in your youth to be different. That's a strong, that would be the hardest times to be different is when you're young and you go to school with all them people that are different than you are. It's going to be, diff- it's going to be difficult, but I'm telling you what, God will bless you. He'll bless your life. He'll help you. I'm telling you what, be different. Be different. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 17, says this, For the, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. I want you to see that there. See the battle. We already talked about the battle. But you see, the flesh desirous. What I say, what we say lust was? Lust is a strong desire. Lust is a strong desire. Listen, the flesh has a strong desire to battle against, to defeat the spirit. The lust has a strong desire to defeat the spirit. The lust, I mean the flesh has a strong desire to defeat the spirit. It's a desire that he has to defeat the spirit. Do you see that battle going on now? It's a strong desire. The flesh wants to overcome the spirit. The flesh wants to defeat the spirit. But that's not it though. That's not all though. It doesn't stop there. And it says again, and, but listen, and the spirit has a strong desire to beat the flesh. Listen, they both have a strong desire. Listen, feed the one that you want to win. Right? Feed them. Feed it. Feed it with the word. Feed it with prayer. Feed it. Feed it. Feed it. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Listen to that. He's like, listen, the things that you would do, you won't do if you let the Spirit win that battle. He said, you can't do those things anymore because you, you can't do those things anymore because the Spirit lives within you. I think you think about, oh, 
Oh, Paul, over there in Romans chapter 7, verse 19, For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. What Paul's saying, I'm struggling with the battle of the flesh and the Spirit. I'm glad, I, it encourages me a little bit that Paul wrote that. Because there's a lot of people that, will not, that would not admit that, especially in the world that we live in today. But it encouraged me that Paul says, Hey, the good that I would do, I don't do. But the evil that I do, that I would not do, that's what I do. He's saying, I'm struggling with the flesh here. I'm glad to know that Paul, as great of a follower of Jesus Christ that he was, he struggled like I do. Right? Praise the Lord. He knows what I hate. Paul, he, he wrote how much of the... Uh, I used to know it off the top of my head. He wrote how many books in the New Testament? And he struggles like I struggle. I'll tell you, old Peter over there, Miro Peter, he said, Jesus told him, he said, Satan desires you that he may sift you as wheat. He said, but I prayed that your faith fail not. That was over there in the book of Luke. And what he told Peter was, hey, listen, I'm praying for you that your faith fail not. You tell me what, I'll tell you what, I think if he's praying for Peter, he's praying for Jason Turner too, that your faith fails not. He said, I'm praying that your faith fail not. What does Peter go on and do? He goes on and denies him three times right after that. He denied him three times. Peter struggled with the fight of the flesh. I'm telling you, if Peter would have left that conversation with Jesus and gotten his word, wouldn't have fell asleep praying with Jesus, over there in the garden, I'm telling you what, could he have been strong? Would he have been strong in the spirit? Would he have been fighting the flesh? Would he have been able to say, I didn't deny him? No matter what they said, I didn't deny him. No, I didn't deny him. But now we got a whole, we got some, some chapter in the book, or a, a scripture in the book that tells us Peter denied Jesus three times. Guess what? Peter, upon this rock, Rock, he said, that's what, what he said. Peter is rock. He said, upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He was telling Peter, he's telling Peter, you're a rock. He said, listen, I'm telling you what, Peter may have denied him three times. He was struggling against the flesh. But I'm telling you, he did end well, right? I'm glad to know that Peter and Paul, they struggled just like I struggle. But you know what? They're still... A better day of coming. Right? Fighting against the flesh. What are you feeding tonight? What do you feed? Are you feeding with prayer and the Word? Are you feeding with all the other junk that this world has to offer? Pray to follow the Lord. Pray, Lord, help me to follow you. Pray, Lord, help me to follow you. Then make the right choice to have the power to do it. The most well-intentioned Christian in the world is going to fail over and over and over if we don't spend time in word and prayer. You may have the best intentions, but without the word and prayer, we'll fail every time. We need to pray that the Lord will fill us with the Spirit. Not only today, but every day. Uh, verse 18. But if ye be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law, we get into the law now, and I've always, I've always thought this has always been like, we're not under the law no more. What does that mean? Well, let's, let's put it this way. If you're not breaking the law, then the, the law doesn't really apply to you, does it? So if we're following after the Spirit, then guess what? We're not breaking the law. So the law doesn't really apply to you because, guess what? You're walking in the Spirit. 
Uh, you, can, you, you can't rightfully arrest someone for stealing if they never stole anything, right? So listen, when we walk in the Spirit, the law is not necessary. But when we walk after the flesh, the law is necessary to keep us in line and to show us that we're wrong. That law is necessary. But when we're walking in the Spirit, it's not necessary. Um, let's see, but 1 Timothy chapter 1. Did, I'm going to turn there real quick. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 9 and 10 says this, Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for the sinners, and for, and for unholy and profane, for murderers of fathers, murderers of mothers, and manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men-stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. Anything that's contrary to sound doctrine. That's what the law is for. But if we are following the Spirit, we're not contrary to sound doctrine if we're truly following the Spirit. right? So the law doesn't apply to us because we're following after the Spirit if we're following after the Spirit. So listen, that's what the Bible says. That's what the Word of God says. We, we will not do any of these things that, that 1 Timothy just mentioned. We'll not do any of those things if we're walking after the Spirit. Right? Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21 says this. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. And then another word for manifest is evident. The works of the flesh is evident in those people that walk after the flesh. They're evident in those people. It's evidence. Uh, they're manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, uh, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, uh, drunkenness, rev revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do or practice, those who make this a lifestyle, those who do these things as a practice, those that are living day by day doing these things, such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So, there's a lot of people out there that, uh, that, that say, well, I've got demons. I'm telling you what, the Bible doesn't tell me these are demons. This says you're walking after the flesh. There's a lot of people out there say, well, it's a disease. You know, it's hereditary. Well, I'm telling you right now, it's a walking after the flesh. Right? Just because my whoever, great-grandfather was an alcoholic doesn't mean I have to be an alcoholic. Right? It is not... Demons are diseased. Don't get me wrong. Demons might be trying to pull us into those things. Demons might be trying to sway us into those things. But it's not your demons. And it's not your disease. I'm telling you, Jesus Christ can heal you of any kind of sickness that you have. I'm telling you, He can heal you of a disease. I'm telling you, He can tell the demons to flee and they have to listen, right? I'm telling you, it's not demons and disease. It's walking after the flesh. A lot of people want to say, well, I can't do, quit doing that because it's my demons. It's my disease. Well, I'm telling you right now, you put your faith in Jesus Christ, He will transform you if you walk after the Spirit. It 
it is a walk of after the flesh. It's not, it's not a disease. It's not demons. It's walking after the flesh. You need to turn your life over to Jesus Christ and walk after the Spirit. I mean, there's a pull. I know there is. from the, Maybe the demon world may be pulling us to it. But I'm telling you, unless you are walking in the Spirit, you will, you will be apt to do these things if you're not walking after the Spirit. You will be apt to do those things. And these are not talking about a stumble here or there. This is talking about a lifestyle. This is talking about it's evident. This is what you do. It's manifest in your life. This is what you do. This is your lifestyle. This is your habits. This is what you do on a daily basis. Turn from your sins. Put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and let Him transform your life and change your life. Right? You know, some people want to use those excuses and I think sometimes myself, there are a a lot of people that were alcoholics that put it down and never picked it up ever again and never even had a desire to do so. You know why? Because Jesus transformed their lives. There's a the pastor that I, the pastor of a Calvary Chapel, Knoxville. He he's testified several times that he used to be an alcoholic, and I listened to him a lot. I really enjoyed listening to him. And I'm telling you what, he's testified. He used to be an alcoholic, and the Lord saved his life. And and for 30 years now, he has no desire to pick up alcohol, none whatsoever. I'm telling you what, that when God transforms your life, you can walk after the, walking after the Spirit is what will transform your life. But I'm telling you, you, you can get away from those things. It's not a disease or demons. It's not. Because we have power over those things, right? Because the, they, the, hey, the, the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the Holy, that same Spirit lives within me, Right? So we can, we can overcome those things if we want to overcome those things. It's just a decision that we have to make. It's a, that's a choice, a daily choice that we have to make. And I'm going to wrap up here with the uh, 22 and 23. Uh, just the fruits of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, loving, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. I like how these are referred to as fruits because when you walk in the Spirit long enough, these things will just start naturally growing on you like a tree, like you're a tree planted by the waters, right? Like you're the tree, you know? And if we are walking after the Spirit, guess what? Uh, it won't be long. We'll just start seeing little, little fruit, the little fruits growing on our tree. And those fruits are fruits of the Spirit. We'll have more love. We'll have more joy. We'll be more long-suffering. We'll, be more, we'll have more gentleness. We'll, we'll have more peace. And, and we'll have, uh, we'll have uh, goodness and faith and meekness and temperance. We'll have all these things just start growing on us like fruit. I'm telling you. Walking around with fruit just hanging, all, uh, hanging off, off of you, right? I'm telling you. Just make a decision to follow after the Spirit. I'm telling you, that's, that's the message for tonight. And as we get a song ready, I think about that. I think we have a hard time sometimes making that decision. It's because we're fighting a battle against the flesh. I'm telling you, I speak from experience. I'll 
speak of my experience because it's the only one I can really testify to. That is so much easier just to let the flesh take over. Right? It is. I'm telling you what, my Kansas City Chiefs were playing football when I left the house. And you know what? I'd like to just stay home and watch the Kansas City Chiefs win that football game. You know? But guess what? I'm walking after the Spirit, not the flesh. The flesh would tell me, just watch it. Just stay home and watch it. No, I got something better to do, right? I don't know if they won or lost. They were looking pretty good when I left. But, I, but I'm telling you, <laughs> that stuff don't matter. Really, in the grand scheme of things. I do hope they won. Don't get me wrong. But that stuff don't matter, really. You know what? If they won that game, you know what it done for me? Not half as much as what Jesus did for me. Not even a quarter. Not even an eighth of what Jesus has done for me. You know what? I don't get a Super Bowl ring if they win the Super Bowl. I think it's a shame. They already send me one, right? They don't send me a Super Bowl ring. They don't, they, they, they don't compensate me for watching their football games, right? They don't compensate me because I live in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I wear my Kansas City Chiefs stuff. No, I had to pay for that out of my own pocket. They didn't even give it to me, right? A little jealousy coming out, right? <laughs> no, I'm not jealous. Don't no, listen, because listen, they can have all that stuff, right? They can have it all, because one of these days... I'm going to be walking on streets of gold. <laughs> My eternity is going to be great. Better than any Super Bowl they ever won. Right? Right? I don't care. You know, I've, I've, I've cheered for this team for a long time, just like the Tennessee Vols. They don't, they've, they've lost more than they ever won in all the years that they've been playing. Right? I ain't got but one national championship in my life for the Tennessee Vols. Cindy's got one as a Michigan Wolverine now. And I'm telling you, listen, I'm not going to be able to stand before y'all one day and say, you know, I cheered for the Chiefs. When I cheered for them, they won two Super Bowls. Can I get into heaven now? What? What's that got to do with anything, right? It's just for my entertainment and my joy, right? That don't matter. That don't matter, Nathan. Don't matter. All right? Telling y'all, y'all know I'm a big Chiefs fan. You know I am. And it don't matter, right? Does it, David? Don't matter. That stuff ain't going to get me nowhere in life. It's just going to bring me a little bit of joy. You know what? As in, I don't know, this is going on too long. But I'm going to have a little bit of joy, like the Chiefs won in the Super Bowl last year. You know what? But that joy automatically turns to when the new season starts, man, I hope they win the Super Bowl this year. Like, I'm not happy about the one they just won. It's, I mean, it's just temporary, right? Temporary joy. But I have a joy, the fruit of the Spirit, the joy and the fruit of the Spirit, that one of these days I'm going to get to walk with my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it's not because of anything I've done. It's because of what He's done. And it's not because, uh, it's not because of anything that I've done. Because if it was me and it was up to me, I'd be walking after the flesh. Right? But there's something within me now that says, hey, you're my child. You're a child of the King. You belong to me. And I want you to follow after me. 
And that's where my joy is now. That's where my that's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I'm ready for. I'm telling you, that's my retirement plan is to go be with the Lord Jesus Christ for all of eternity. And nobody got me there. Nobody, nobody done anything to get me there except for the Lord Jesus Christ dying on the cross for my sins. <sighs> Praise the Lord, right? Forget all that. Forget all that stuff of the flesh. What is it? It's it's joy and sin for a season, right? Well, when that season's over, where does your joy go? It ends. Joy's over. There's no joy anymore. I'm telling you, when this, when the troubles and trials of this life are all over, that's when real joy is going to start for me. Right? That's where we don't have to worry about those things no more. No more, no more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain. Just for eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ. Amen. Listen, it's worth it to follow the walk after the Spirit. It is. It ain't gonna be easy, but it's worth it. Amen. Walking after the flesh would probably would probably be easier, but the end thereof is destruction. So walk after the Spirit. Because the end thereof is life everlasting. I'm telling you what, I'm choosing the long road, right? I don't want the one that ends in destruction. I'm choosing the one that never ends. Right? If you've got anything tonight you'd like to pray about, maybe, maybe you just want to pray that the Lord will help you walk in the Spirit. Then as we stand to sing the song tonight. <coughs>